Welcome to this Around the IT Block podcast presented by HPE. I'm your host, Calvin Zito. This is podcast number 10. Um, um, we got a great topic in. If you paid attention to HPE Discover that happened uh, a few weeks ago in June, or if you've been paying attention to HPE at all for the last few years, you know we are on a journey to get to everything as a service. And we're going to dive into that more today. We're going to specifically look at something that was announced at Discover called uh, HPE GreenLake Lighthouse. And I've got two guests to help me do that. Chris and John, uh, I appreciate you guys joining me today. Chris, why don't you go first since you're the guy on top of the stack here? Uh, why don't you introduce yourself and then John will have you jump in and introduce yourself too. All right. Well, Calvin, thanks for having us. My name is Chris Idler, and I am responsible for a group over here at the company that takes that builds Lighthouse and that builds the uh, reference architecture assets for our enterprise businesses. And I'm John Gramala. I work on Chris's team focused on product management for you know, bringing this new offering to the marketplace and helping us not only land this new business, but also help to reinforce and help grow the GreenLake business overall. And Chris, I know you just uh, from a personal standpoint, you had a background in storage. So you're, uh, you've been gone from storage for a bit, but uh, what have you been doing since you left storage and before you started working on this team that you're on uh, doing these uh, solutions around, uh, around Lighthouse and the other enterprise solutions? <laughs> well, you know, for, for anyone who's ever been in storage, you never leave storage, or at least storage never leaves you. It kind of always um, remember, it kind of reminds me like in the Godfather part three, when Al Pacino says, just when I thought it was out, they pull me back in. You, you just can't get away from this stuff, can you? You've got it right. Um, so I did. I grew up in storage, you know, uh, all the way back. And, and um, you know, for the last 10 years or so of my career, I've, I've really focused on the combination of storage and network and compute and software, including hyper-converged uh, applications, and, and I should say services and support in the pursuit of the holistic solution. Too many times I would see the customer saying, what I need to solve is problem X. And part of the problem could be solved by storage, part could be solved by compute, et cetera. But in order to really solve the problem, the question wasn't what each component could do, but it was what they could do together. Right. And, and so that kind of became what I've pivoted into is, and I know solutions is one of those words that, it, you know, it's almost like a four letter word, you know, but solutions means everything so that it means nothing, just like kind of like cloud is one of those words. But I've really been focused on solutions the last 10 years, where solutions would just mean we build things out of the things we build here at HPE uh, in a way that directly supports the workload and business outcome needs of the customer. So it's kind of fulfilling, right? You don't quite get the same level of satisfaction of being deeply focused on one specialty, but you do get the satisfaction of being 95% good at a lot of things. So that's what I've been up to, Calvin, and, but it's, a, it's been a great place to be. And I think it helps people understand what you're doing now as we go on to that conversation. Before I do, John, I want to throw the same thing at you. I was actually just talking to my manager before we jumped on this, uh, Kristen Reyes, and she was like, oh, John. Oh, my old yes. server buddy. So you 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 kind of came up through ProLiant, but what have you been doing uh, since you left ProLiant that's made you uh, kind of the man you are today for what we're going to talk about? Yeah, again, started very early in the ProLiant days, helped to build that into the business uh, it is. Went over and uh, focused on the blade system business as well, ran that for a handful of years. 
and, th- and then went through a series of, of announcements of Moonshot, Apollo, Simplivity, and a, a handful of others, but ended up more in the service provider area, supporting very similar as to what Chris said, solutions for how we uh, deliver a lot of these rack scale offerings to the service providers that we've got. And you know the, the Blade system side was more of managing everything from an enterprise level, but just understanding how the hyperscalers look at the world and how they want rack scale solutions and how they manage 100,000 know, systems in a data center was a great experience. Well, let's jump into the conversation about HPE GreenLake Lighthouse. I'm going to pre-assume that people listening to this have a pretty good handle on GreenLake. We've been talking about it for a while. I've talked about it here on the podcast. I've done chalk talks about it. So let's jump in and Chris, start with you. And I'm sure, John, you can add to it. But let's start with just by telling people what is HPE GreenLake Lighthouse? You know, it's it's the right first question, Calvin, right? And I'm going to resist the urge to start by describing Lighthouse through its components and through its technologies. And, and I think what I'm going to start with is a little bit of the why, right? Why Lighthouse? What, what is it that we're trying to do with Lighthouse? The, it kind of starts with some assumptions that I've continued to notice taking place in the enterprise. And those, especially enterprise CIOs, for example. And there's this, this presumption that says for enterprise workloads, I, I kind of only have two choices. One choice is continue to run it on-prem the way I've always run it on-prem with some incremental improvements for ease of use and, and agility and cloudification, which I'm doing air quotes now over the microphone, or I have to force fit it into public cloud. So you have these two wild extremes. You know, I either go way left or I go way right. And, and Lighthouse is the product of HPE challenging that assumption. We think that there's a place right between those two extremes where an enterprise with its enterprise workload needs and enterprise workload demands, whether it's governance, whether it's data sovereignty, whether it's just the nature of, of a generation of, of homegrown apps, there's a place for those um, enterprise apps to run on your cloud instead of on someone else's. And what that means is for HPE, that means GreenLake. And for GreenLake to provide that set of cloud services, we needed to take HPE's portfolio of infrastructure assets. Now we've got the world's greatest servers, storage, networks, and we needed to turn it into a platform. We needed to take those assets and create a platform on which GreenLake could run and then deliver those services, that agility, that velocity that is required for a modern cloud on-prem platform. And that's the capability that Lighthouse is inventing, is how do we take that enterprise-centric infrastructure mix from HPE and turn it into a cloud-native platform for hosting GreenLake services for the customer so that our customer can truly deliver on, on our promise, which is um, the cloud that comes to you. So this is the mission for Lighthouse is to be that platform, blending enterprise centric design with a cloud experience. John, as I hear Chris describe that, it sounds like to me that Lighthouse is something that sits between, I don't know, inf- infrastructure as a service, platform as a service, and what we deliver through GreenLight. Is that right? And if it is, expand on that and tell me more about 
how that looks. Yeah, the, the first piece, just building on what Chris said, this is the underlying platform or the underlying engine, if you want to call it, that helps run GreenLake and GreenLake Cloud Services. But what, what the teams do is they tap into their decades of solutions expertise. They know how to run all of these different workloads, all of these applications better than just about anyone out there. And they're able to tap in and connect up the knowledge of our infrastructure, the knowledge of those workloads, put it together into a simplified set of what we call modules for how people can choose to configure their systems to meet their workload needs. But they've engineered it so that it's a simple purchasing process for how you deal with the infrastructure. But you can also do integration and scaling at the software level to meet any of the the cloud service workload needs with a very small number of different, what we call series and module selection to meet your needs. So it's, it's that not only the depth of, of knowledge of, of our solutions engineers, but putting it together in a simple way that's easy to deploy and easy to put on site so that we can support it over its life. Chris, I heard you talk about the different number of elements on a, on an internal thing that I saw uh, you, where you were kind of describing this. And when you talk about that, you talked about there being a lighthouse for mainstream, a lighthouse for technical, and a lighthouse for edge. I don't know that all of those exist right now, but what's the bigger vision of how lighthouse is going to work when, you know, there's tons of applications out there. We were just talking a second ago, you know, there's SAP, there's SAP HANA, there's Oracle, there's SQL, you know, go on and on down the list of the kind of the enterprise apps that customers run and then go a step further to the stuff that's going on within the cloud and containers and containers, uh, bare metal containers. And this sounds like a lot of complexity that we have to engineer to make this easy for the customers. How, how do we do that and still not make this overly complicated? <laughs> well, you know, one of the things that, that I... You know, that you learn is that it's a lot easier to make things difficult than it is to make things simple. And, and our challenge here is how do you make really difficult challenges become really easy for a client or a customer to consume? One of the design objectives for Lighthouse was to make sure that it had the right combination of standardization for scale. I mean, there are, you know, let's look what's happening in the enterprise right now. Enterprise workloads, according to the latest studies out there, at a minimum, 70% of enterprise workloads remain on-prem. Now, I respect what the hyperscalers have done. I mean, it, it's, it's been an industry-defining era that we've been in with the emergence of public cloud. And yet still, 70% of the work have remained on-prem. So clearly, there are some needs that those workloads have that aren't being satisfied yet in the public cloud. So with that much application workload waiting for, for this solution, we do have to design Lighthouse for scale. And we have to design it for keeping it simple to use. And we have to design it for being able to roll out services on it very rapidly. So that means putting APIs around it and it means making it standardized. So now, the challenge is, how do you make it configurable enough to do all the things you just described? 
right? How do you make it configurable enough to host SAP HANA? How do you make it configurable enough to host Esmeral container platform for the purposes of a multi-cloud, modern cloud native app dev deployment? And now the real coup de gras, how do you make it configurable enough to support both simultaneously? This is the sort of the magic of Lighthouse is that it does provide a platform that allows you to deploy multiple GreenLake services without having to put a different platform underneath each service and yet still have enterprise-tuned price performance and accountability. Now, I wish we could do that all on just one architecture, but there are a few patterns out there of application that simply require a fundamentally different way of connecting infrastructure in order to provide an enterprise application-tuned experience. So as a result, we've recognized the need to create a small number of Lighthouse series or families. The mainstream series supports the large majority of enterprise workloads. VMs as a service, containers as a service, bare metal as a service. There's a lot of enterprise applications that can run in our mainstream series. But now let's take a look at the demands of something like high-performance computing or other really, really um, west scale scale out workloads. The type of network infrastructure that's introduced to optimally support that. Remember, some of these some of these enterprises are going to demand. It's not that it, we're not that far removed from InfiniBand, right? As as so these super low latency, super high bandwidth connects. So every once in a while, we find ourselves having to um, have a paradigm shift in the architecture within the lighthouse. So while they're still wrapped by the same APIs, we have a technical series lighthouse that's focused on east-west. Can you still do some mainstream work on that? Yes, you can. But if you want a workload optimized for HPC or other scale-out workloads, you're going to want to run it on the TS family. Then we also have an edge family, an edge series, ES, lighthouse ES, and that's strictly form factor. What's the right form factor for saving at your edge? We have wonderful assets in our portfolio to take advantage of, you know, EdgeLine as an example. And so we have our Edge series. So those are the three series I was talking about. So if we could have fit it into one, we would. Uh, the good news is those three are all able to interoperate and scale across your Edge to your cloud. John, what comes to mind as I heard Chris talk about that is we're still talking about an on-prem or maybe you know, colo customer with that's using GreenLake. How are we doing this compared to how do hyperscalers do it? And there's flexibility and all kinds of questions that come up that in my mind, as I think about this, how are we doing this and making it work as well as the hyperscalers are? Yeah, I, I think that's a great question because the fact that we've chosen enterprise as the core of our sort of design center of what we're, we're looking at. And, you know, e- each of our series is targeted at specific uh, enterprise needs you know, we've really gotten to the point where we optimize for, for their needs, their operation, their, their workloads. And bringing that operational scale, operational improvements that they want that gives them a cloud-like experience that is agile to meet their business needs, but still has the foundation and focus on their enterprise workloads, their enterprise data needs is, is really the key here and what really makes you know, green like lighthouse unique compared to all of the other hyperscalers that are out there. Chris, come back to you. And I think I've done a, a fair amount of reading to try and understand what green lake lighthouse really is. But from my understanding, there's not a skew. 
there's not somebody you, customers don't ask to have to ask us to put it on a, a bill of materials when they're like looking at a, a green lake solution so is it just something that's included and is there other times when it's not included based on what the workload is that they want to run and you know, how does this actually work from a customer standpoint when they come to hpe and say this is what i want to run there's a lot to unpack in what you just said is there a skew? Um, yeah, you know, yeah, I, I guess if you're really wanting to look at it at that level of granularity, but maybe the better way to look at it is is Lighthouse. It, it's a real thing. You can look at it, you can point at it, you can see it. If you're on one side of the data center, you could point over to the other side and say, that's where my Lighthouse or my Lighthouses are. However, it's a bridge between enterprise infrastructure, you know, that we're comfortable with and the cloud consumption model and the cloud experience and engagement that we're also becoming, not even becoming, that we're also familiar with. And it's a cross between the two. So when you ask the question you ask, I'm going to answer it. When you're interacting with it from a configuration standpoint, from a sizing standpoint, it is a part of your GreenLake cloud service. You're really sizing the services that you want to buy from HPE. If it's VM as a service, how many different VMs do you need to run? What are the instance types for each VM that you need? What are the workloads you're going to run on it? You work with us, we size it, and out comes the right size lighthouse for your needs. If you're running multiple workloads alongside that, or even multiple services, same thing. Size it for you. So from an outside-in perspective, you're not really spending a lot of time configuring what's in the lighthouse you're spending your time configuring what it is the Lighthouse needs to support. And the tools then configure the Lighthouse with the right compute modules, the right storage modules, the right networking modules to be able to support that workload. So that's one way to look at it outside in. How did we simplify the complexity? Now, what's happening inside? We're taking advantage of that that infrastructure portfolio. So our storage portfolio is exceptionally well trusted by our enterprise. And if you look inside Lighthouse, you'll find it in there. You'll, if you're consuming containers as a service, for example, you'll find Esmeral inside your Lighthouse. The servers, ProLiant, Apollo, you know, in, in our Edge series, you're going to see us use our, our internal Edge assets. You'll find you know, you know, basically a greatest hits album of, of infrastructure in there but at least you don't have to worry about which NIC did I pick, right? Or did I get my DIMMs right? All of that is managed for you. So the power isn't removed. It's just made far more simple to interact with. And it's all driven by the services that you want to consume. John, is, is there anything I missed in there that, that you know, we, we want to make sure we emphasize? Yeah, I think you actually nailed it in terms of, you know, th- this is pulling all of those things and bringing them along to meet the needs of their, their GreenLake cloud services. And, you know, once they tell us what GreenLake cloud services they want and whatever combination they want, um, we'll, we'll bring along a lighthouse to help make sure it supports and runs them all. And then here's, here's the cool part, Calvin, is because I want to make sure, you know, it's really hard to make this come alive in, in a short time. And the way the lighthouse works is, once, once configured and constructed, now I like to say, you know, the Lighthouse eats Lighthouse modules, but basically you feed it these Lighthouse modules and 
the lighthouse is able to then create internally to the lighthouse the pools of compute, storage, network, and connectivity resources that it has available to it. Now we speak, the APIs that we use to speak to GreenLake aren't just about infrastructure pools. I'd like a server, here you go. I'd like some storage, here you go. It doesn't work that way. We, it can work that way, but often what happens is GreenLake says, my customer wants to run workload X. Hey, Lighthouse, do you speak workload X? You know, SAP HANA might be an example. And in many cases, the Lighthouse will respond, I speak that workload. And our interaction with the GreenLake Cloud Services software suddenly becomes in context of what the customer is trying to use their services hosted by Lighthouse for. And we are then able to apply our traditional enterprise workload expertise to the assets inside the Lighthouse instead of having to treat them generically just in case, you know, for, for any potential use. And we, we are um, able to unlock that perfect marriage of cloud usability and enterprise performance and enterprise reliability. So these are the kind of things that the that, uh, Lighthouse is designed to be able to do and that we think will enable GreenLake's cloud services for our customer to allow them to put the right cloud in the right place. So for those 70% of workloads, maybe, maybe they just say, I'm going to run that on my cloud. And of course, Esmeral ties it all together on top, at least for containerized workloads, because you can now start having Esmeral clusters running across our clouds as well as other clouds. John, I was watching an internal presentation you guys did a couple of weeks before we announced um, Lighthouse. And I wrote down a note from that session that you guys described it, I think, as saying it's lifecycle managed groupings of infrastructure and platform assembled and optimized in a work for a workload. That's a lot to unpack in a short description. I think it's a good description, but I, the way I want to ask you to unpack that a little bit is what is it that Lighthouse is doing under the covers? And again, I think I saw a list of some things that, you know, it said orchestrate, optimize, infrastructure optimization, or infrastructure automation, grouping. Tell, tell us a little bit about what is happening inside of Lighthouse that makes all of this come together. So, sounds great. And to simplify that a little bit, you know, it's really a, a case where, you know, GreenLake Lighthouse works with and is really in many senses controlled by GreenLake Central or managed through GreenLake Central, where the client chooses what services they want to run or orchestrate through GreenLake Central. And that service orchestration, along with any backing services that are there and available in GreenLake Central, paired together with resource orchestration within GreenLake Lighthouse. So GreenLake Central will say, as Chris described, I wanna be able to run this many virtual machines or this type of ML ops. And very simply, Lighthouse can say how it can run those things and what capacity it has and respond to those. And the two working together provide that, yeah, I'll go and say the word composability or the agility that people want in, in changing how their workloads run day after day, month after month to meet their business needs. 
And it, it's that inner working between those two that orchestrates the Green Lake Lighthouse platform to meet the Green Lake cloud service needs and ultimately be a better, more agile solution to meet the needs of the business over time. You just said a word that I keep like coming back to in my own head is I've yeah, I'm, I'm a creature of habit, and what I like to do is compare what I know to what I don't understand yet. And as I kept reading about Green Lake Lighthouse, what it kept coming back to me is like the Synergy Composer stuff. And I don't know if that was intentional, if that's what you're we're, we're getting at when you use the word composability, but the, the analogy seemed to work for me as I was reading about this stuff. Where does that work and where does it break down? As I mentioned earlier, part of my roots are in Blade System where we help plant all those seeds for composability. And, you know, composability, again, it's about this idea of orchestrating your services, orchestrating your resources, and doing alignment between those to meet needs. Green Lake Central goes well beyond, you know, a lot of the, the composability that was done just in, in a synergy level because it really does a full integration of all of the backing services, all of the different choices of services that are there and available. So it's, it, it, it is similar to some of that composability. And, you know, you know we, that's a term we, we love and, and talk about in a, in a synergy sense, but we don't want to lose this broader capability, this more cloud native type of capability at a service level as well. So the two fit together. There's definitely that legacy behind that as well. John, I want to come back to you for another question. I'm again, watching some of the internal stuff that I saw you do uh, before we announced it. And I guess even here, I've heard Chris say VMs as a service. I think I've heard MLOps and maybe even containers as a service. What are the things that today we provide via HPE GreenLake Lighthouse and if you can share directionally what might be coming, obviously we've got to be careful. We can't talk about roadmap stuff, but um, what is it that you can publicly talk about about where we're going? And and just a reminder, we're we're right at that beginning of this whole process with this new multi-workload platform. Um, so that there's going to be a lot of these that you see uh, transitioning over. In terms of what's available today, the GreenLake Virtual Machine Services are there and available supported on on Lighthouse or helped uh, run on Lighthouse. Uh, You best can look at things from there on as all of the GreenLake cloud services that have been out and and announced that you know of, MLOps as a service, containers uh, as well in terms of GreenLake container service, will be transitioning to be supported uh, on Lighthouse throughout the rest of this year, sort of building uh, that support and capability. So we'll make that pivot of those. We'll add others. HPC is another great one that uh, is already in process for a lot of those. And we'll continue to, to go through great GreenLake cloud service portfolio that's out there and you know help to bring them into this more standardized, more multi-workload environment with GreenLake Lighthouse. Chris, I know uh, I know that John works for you, and we can't let him have the last word. And I'm <laughs> going to toss it over to you to see if you got any closing thoughts before we uh, before we uh, say goodbye here. Um, you know, let's be clear, right? Uh, the you know, I work for the Lighthouse team, 
We put together, you know, such a wonderful team. I, I basically bring the pizza and uh, turn the lights on and off in the uh, in the data center and in the office. But we're being very careful with our lighthouse messaging to make sure that we're we don't have messaging that's way out in front of reality, right? So what you'll see from us is a very very tight window between when we talk about what Lighthouse is going to be able to do and when we deliver it. So for example, we announced it at Discover and it was available um, at the same time in its uh, initial form for VMAS. So, uh, you know, we're very careful to make sure that we, we maintain a, uh, a lot of credibility with our enterprise customers. As we wrap up, I've noticed during this session, and by the way, Calvin, but before I forget to say this, thank you for having us. Save that for the end. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say okay. thanks for joining. Right. You can say that at the end. Okay. <laughs> All right. So I've noticed as as we talk through, you know, as we've gone through today's conversation, yeah, the, uh, a lot of focus on Lighthouse. Obviously, I mean, that's what the episode's about. But it's kind of ironic, you know. And I get why why there's a lot of interest in Lighthouse, and, and because you're taking a company as as iconic in the in, in the data center as HP and HPE. And Lighthouse represents a pretty significant new ability, you know, new way to consume HPE's portfolio. And as a result, it's generated an awful lot of interest. You know, it's a new way to to bring that that awesomeness into the data center. But at the same time, I want to make sure we emphasize that the experience that HPE is enabling for its customers is the GreenLake experience, right? GreenLake, the cloud that comes to you instead of you having to go to the cloud. The GreenLake gives you an ability to run a wide variety of your enterprise's IT needs in whichever type of cloud experience you need. You know, it could be strictly a financial experience that you need, or it could be all the way to completely cloud native, like the, like the GreenLake services that we typically host on Lighthouse. So when you're engaging with HPE as part of your overall experience, you're engaging with GreenLake. Your portal to the company is GreenLake. And the fact that we've been able to take the the HPE infrastructure assets that we have and turn them into this platform that is purpose-built to host the GreenLake cloud instances on-prem, I I actually, I think of of Lighthouse as, as sort of the strong silent type in the corner. Where, where you see it there and it and you, you get sort of, it inspires confidence in the platform because you know what's inside. But I did want to make sure before we wrap this up, Calvin, that we, we, we put the emphasis back where it belongs, which is that GreenLake experience that we're enabling for the customers. And we think in the world of multiple cloud instances from multiple providers, that the right answer is to put the right workload on the right cloud in the right place. And an awful lot of that time, the right place for that workload. It's on GreenLake. Totally. And I'm, I'm seriously considering that maybe I should try to position myself as the um, HPE GreenLake guy. I wouldn't be the HP GreenLake Lighthouse guy because that's too many characters to be on Twitter. But I, I think I probably should kind of consider becoming the HPE GreenLake guy. I don't know if I can make that work or not. but Do hey. it, man. Do it. There you go. So, uh, guys, I really appreciate you joining me. One thing before we start, you can say thank you to me, is uh, kind of to point people to where they go. So if you want to learn more about what we're doing around GreenLake, easy, easy place to go. Go to hpe.com slash GreenLake, one word. John and Chris, I really appreciate you guys joining me. I think this has been a great discussion. I've 
personally have learned more about what we're doing. And I always like, if I'm learning, that means people listening have learned too. So I really appreciate your time and helping me walk through this. Awesome discussion. Thanks for having us. Yep. Thanks, Calvin. Great. Thanks a lot, guys. With this now being an official HPE podcast, you will no longer be able to find new episodes on TalkShoe. You can find the podcast on Spotify Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music and Audible, Podcast Addict. Hopefully you'll find it soon on iTunes. And if you really struggle to find it, go to feeds.transistor.fm slash around dash the dash IT dash block. Love hearing from you on Twitter, where you can find me as Calvin Zito. You can find our blogs at community.hpe.com. Until next time, thanks for joining me.